I mean, how, how could they you were, not love them instantly? And they didn't even have probably their best, not probably their best offensive kid. I was like, in the alternate universe, I said, Caleb Sean is watching this. Like, Guys, they've done this before. They did this, I mean, they've done it to great teams before. So it's just like, like I don't even know if that's really a big win for him. He is a leader on defense. I mean, this kid has a motor, man. I mean, you can just tell he gets into the game and he starts to defend and everybody just kind of rallies behind him. He's just, he's their leader. Like, he's everything for them. He's him. He's him. If you don't love that win, you don't love Arizona small ball. I mean, I don't care what level you're on. That performance is one that's going to go on the record books. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. Your other host, Reyes, is here with me as always. And we got an awesome episode in store for you guys today. It was the week of the upsets as our number two and our number three in the 3A go down. We're going to talk about all of that stuff and what it means for Santan Charter moving forward and also for Northwest Christian. And we also got a special segment that was created by one of our patrons, which was super Super excited about Big Rass. I know you're excited to get into this, dude. Man, I'm super excited. First of all, it's not a patron, dude. It's a soldier. It's a soldier. It's a soldier, right. man. It's they a, fall it's in a line. Lieutenant. It's not even an infantry member. It's a lieutenant, baby. They are leading the army, dude. They are following suit. Well, I thought you were leading the army. Well, I mean, like when I'm not a battle, dude. When I'm fighting another battle, dude, we need other people to lead another battle to, to hop in right jump in dude so really quick just so you guys know we are recording this in our airbnb currently in round valley it's friday night and um so you might hear some talking and everything in the background we've got some players over there on the couch like waving at us and stuff so if you hear that it is what it is um but we're super excited to get into this the biggest upset of the week by far was by Gilbert far. Christian and Santan Charter Santan Charter gets the win on the road at Gilbert Christian in the Knights Castle is that what we say? That's the Knights Castle, man. In the Knights Castle, they win 97 to 72. Big question. I'm going to kick it off with the with a hot seat question for you. Okay. Let's hear it, man. Big hot seat question. What is Coach Crooms thinking right now after beating number two Gilbert Christian? I have to I might add. This is the second year in a row that Santan Charter has beaten Gilbert Christian. This is the second time that they have beaten him. And if I'm Coach Crooms right now, honestly, I am. I think it was expected, right? I don't think he's as shocked. Expected. I don't think he's as shocked as we are, to hmm. be honest with you. I think he has so much confidence and belief in his team, and he knows the players they got. I mean, I know we're going to talk about him a little bit, right? But Payne Labosh. Compare him to an NBA player. Trey Young. <laughs> hey, you did say that. Now, Lou did say that. I, I don't know what height he is. Uh, Peyton Lubosch is the standout freshman for Santan Charter. Ended up having 42 points in this game. And he went 6-6 six six from 3 and had 24 points at the half. And going 6-6 six from six from 3 is impressive no matter what. But the, type, the, but the, the shots types he, of shots that he was taking, and not only the types of shots, but the defender. We've talked about Kamar Stanberry, the awesome guard for Gilbert Christian that really leads them on defense. One of the, probably the best perimeter defenders in 3A. I mean, he's in tough. small ball. He's tough, right? And he was doing these step-back threes on Kamar Stanberry, which was so impressive. Uh, watching Coach Crooms and the whole bench 
just react to all of these shots was one of the most entertaining things about the game. Huge shout out uh, to Kyrona Roanhorse for always live streaming the game. You know, it's fun to watch the games, but it's even better hearing the fans. It's even better hearing the fans. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. Hey, you talk about actually. hey, we talk about our army all the time, man. But Santan, the Roadrunners, they got a little pack of Roadrunners that. A little bit bananas. They, they've got an army. So, in your mind, you don't think that this was as much of a surprise to Coach Crooms. Let me ask you this: Are you surprised at the separation? Because I am. I'm being honest. I turned on the live stream on YouTube, and when I saw the score, I was really shocked about it. You know? No, I agree with you, dude. I thought that Gilbert Christian was going to be able to put up a better fight, right, with mm-hmm. the size and the length sure. that they do carry. Um, you just can't play that kind of pace with Santa in all four quarters, right? right. I mean, if Santa can do that probably for six quarters out of the night. Yeah. Um, they, they, Gilbert got kind of gassed towards the end. Yeah. Man, it was just very tough for them to kind of keep up throughout the whole game. Yeah, well, when we talk about the keys to transition in so many games, but I feel like this one was amplified because mm-hmm. Gilbert Christian was able to hang pretty good with them because we talk about this too. Gilbert Christian loves to play in the full court. They love to play in transition. But it's a different animal. And this is pun intended, but when the rubber met the road, I mean, the Roadrunners, I think... They ran off with it. They're just, they're really, really good at playing that style of basketball. So Absolutely. Coach Crooms has done a great job of getting his kids to play that way and play free. And it was evident that they were just a little bit more prepared to play like that for four quarters opposed to Gilbert Christian, you know? And so I, I really loved that. A huge positive for Gilbert Christian, right? Because the, the majority of the positive is obviously for Santan Charter, but a huge positive for Gilbert Christian was Jace Olson. Jace mm. Olson had a breakout game in this game. And if I'm Gilbert Christian and Coach Jason, that's like the one thing I'm hanging my hat on, that he really got going, and his confidence is huge for the rest of this well, season. Well, that was my next question for you, I guess, is what does this mean for Gilbert Christian, right? Are are you? What's the overreaction, right? Do you think that fans should be worried? Do you think no. small ball fanatics should be worried no. about Gilbert Christian no, as they approach the region? I'm just curious. I'm just asking a question. Right. I'm just saying, don't you ever disrespect Gilbert Christian like hey, that. Hey, I am riding with the Knights, dude. <laughs> I know. You didn't even disrespect them. No, I... What does it mean, though, for them? So, I think it's actually one of the best things that can happen to you early on in the get season. Get smacked early? Just get smacked in the mouth, dude, and that's what happened, you know? And think about the coaching staff that Gilbert Christian has. Think about the players that they have. Think about the culture that they have there. You're going to tell me that they can't respond from this? They're going to respond from it, and they're going to get better. And, you know, it, it's always good... I mean, almost every single really great team can think about a point in their season where they look back and they can think to a point that really made them change what they were doing or really improve what they were doing dramatically. I think there's going to be that for Gilbert Christian. Absolutely. I would not want to be the next team that faces Gilbert Christian, (laughs) and that team is Ben Franklin, dude. So the Chargers better charge up and be ready on December 11th. Right. And and I think one of the biggest keys – for um, one of the biggest keys for anybody, right? We talk about like Santan Charter. If you are a Santan Charter fan. Fanatic. Fanatic. Right? Obviously, there's a ton of reason to be excited. Uh, again, like I said, we're recording this on Friday night. So we're looking at scores and stuff right now, real time. So I know this is coming out Monday. But Santan Charter did just lose a game to a Nevada team. Correct. That I think is really tough. Um, I think it was like a one-point game at home. It was their home opener. 
And hey, uh, did you see admission on on Instagram? Admission was free. Anybody could get in cool. for free. Like they're just trying to pack that out. They're trying to get rock and roll into for Foothills, Nevada, and Henderson, Nevada. They lost eighty eight to eighty five. Um, that's it. Three points, man, like I said. And like I said, we don't know much about Foothills, right? But we sure. know that they're probably a top team in Nevada right. in their area, in their region. So, I mean, that's no slouch for Santan, man. They just keep building. Right. And it's kind of it's scary, man. And for those of you guys listening, I'm pretty sure if you haven't already, like I said, check out the website and stuff like that because we did drop our rankings. Mm-hmm. I did agree, too, and I did put Santan Charter number one because right. it's, hard to de- it's hard to deny them now. It's a huge win, right? It's, a, it's a crazy win. win. And – you know, for if you're a Gilbert Christian fan, there's a lot of reason to be, or a Santan Charter fan, there's a lot of reason to be excited because of how they're playing, how they're competing. To go into Gilbert Christian and get a win like that is extremely impressive, no matter who you are. If you are an Arizona small ball, specifically two A fanatic, there's a lot of reason for concern, right? Because these road runners, I was picturing this is really dumb, but like, have, did you ever? Did you ever watch the Powderpuff Girls? I did. Who's your Who's your favorite one? Uh, it was what color? There was green, blue, and red. Correct. Buttercup, Blossom, and Bubbles. Come on, dude. Bubbles. Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so like. Bubbles I, is blue. Yeah, Bubbles was blue. So the reason I say that is the intro is the professor is like putting you know the everything monkey, nice. Yeah. He's like making all these ingredients Sweet and creates this yeah. thing. I was watching this team, and it's almost like Coach Crooms Is went to the small Crooms. ball gods, and he they said, create whatever type of team you want. And he created a team that is like a res team. Athletic. That is also a team that is extremely athletic, a team that can play very disciplined and run a lot of sets, a team that can get up and down the court, a, a team that also has a vibe of like a prep school that's very not like a res school, right? Like they're all about the clout and also throwing in a bunch of edge in there. Like, so it's almost like if res ball and all those other like types of style of play had a baby. That's what, it, that's, that's Santan, Santan Charter. Charter that's dude. a road runner baby, dude. And like, how do you, how do you defend that? Right. You try to speed them up. You can't. Right? Like, come on. You'd be stupid to do that. Yeah, you'd be kind of foolish to try to speed them up in the full court, honestly. Yeah. You're just... Especially <laughs> after seeing the performance that they had. You're right? asking to get dunked on at that point. Well, and it's fair for, I think, Gilbert Christian to come out. That's how Gilbert Christian plays, right? Yeah. So it's fair to do that. I would imagine that if Gilbert Christian came out the second time, they'd probably change some things about how they attack them, you know, just like any coach would. But, I mean, you know, you think about the, their success with that. Okay, you want to slow the game down. They can run just as many sets as anybody, right? And they can do some really great stuff with their sets. So this is a team that is is very tough, and I think there's a lot of reason for concern if you are a two-way fanatic, especially if, if you have aspirations about winning the two-way title. Absolutely. Because Santan Charter is a team to beat right now. So huge win for Santan Charter. Um, if you could go higher than number one, I would put them higher than number one, and obviously Gilbert Christian drops a little bit. In our rankings. But another big game was Rancho versus North Valley Christian. Uh, Rancho gets the win at home 62 to 51. And, you know, this North Valley Christian squad that is shorthanded still competed really, really well against the makeup of this really disciplined Rancho team. Now, Austin Kramer did play in this game. So, so they were really without Cameron Rice and I think one of their other bigs. 
but I really liked what I saw. Hey, shouts out to Cameron Rice, dude. Didn't he just get an offer or commit to CCU? He did. He just committed to Colorado Christian. Man, we know some people as Colorado Christian. We do. We know we know someone very specific at Colorado very. Christian who has some very deep connections there. Has some pool. Yeah, so, you know, we say this about Rancho all the time, uh, that Rancho has awesome half-court defense, and that was no different here. Um North Valley also had awesome half-court defense. They really struggled to get to an offensive flow early, but then they really kind of settled in. Um, Bobby Rodriguez, bro. He's tough. No, but he's gotten way better from last year. Has he? Like, just watching him, the, the types of shots that he was taking. Mm. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's taking pull-ups, he's making whatever. Step-back threes off of high ball screens where they give him the space, they go underneath. He's making the right reads. He's doing really good with that. The stop and pop jumpers in the lane, it's still there. Like, really, really solid. So he did a good job helping keep them in, but they really contributed a lot. They got Jethro as well, a really good guard for them who was doing good. Austin Kramer looks a little bit kind of rusty. He needs to get back in the mix. You know, he needs to get back in the mix a little bit. But when he does, along with Cameron Rice, I mean, this team is going to be kind of right back. Um, for Rancho, Sagith Vargas. Man. I love him as a guard and as a point guard. The decisions that he makes, his base, he's really tough. And I really feel like where, where I'm seeing him grow is he had a couple instances where he got doubled off of a high pick and roll. He splits in between, and he just made great decisions off of that. So he's a great athlete, and I love how he uses his body. And, I mean, I know you know Noah Vargas because we watched him play a lot. But very different styles of play. Very different. Um, Noah and Sagith. But real like them. Did you know Ramos' little brother? Uh, gets some, he gets some good minutes, too. Does he? Yeah, and it's funny watching him run and his hair. He's just all over the place. But it's kind of the same as uh, as Royce was, uh, which is hey, kind of funny. don't ever compare him to Royce Ramos. I know. They're, they're also very different. But I will say this. One of the biggest keys for Rancho is they got into the paint really well. They got a ton of kick-out threes. And what stuck out to me with their threes, uh, obviously, specifically, you got Jake Miller, um, Jake Miller by himself went on an eight-point run in the third quarter. He had a big three to help them pull away with a minute 30 left in the game. Like, this kid is a shot maker. But what I will say is Rancho is amazing passers. Like, you know, when you see a team who who shoots really well, they shoot the ball at a high clip, like you like to say, a lot of times that's connected to being a really good passing team. And just seeing the floor well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, God, lead, and, that, and that's one thing I really do like about Rancho, right? The quick, savvy guards. Vargas has been playing very tough. I know uh, Coach Trigg is helping him trying to get recruited and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just super quick. Um, what do you think he could bring to a college team? Jake Miller? Vargas. Oh, Vargas? I he's, mean, pro- he's, probably, he's probably playing the one, right? He's tiny. He would have to play the one, yeah. I mean, he's got some steps what, to take. What intangibles do you just see right away that could potentially – Dang, that's a hot seat question right there. I like that. Yeah, you can go ahead and hit that. He's heating up. Yeah, I'll, I'll sometimes see, like, Trig and, like, you know, I think um, uh, Coach Myers over at ALA, I think uh, Luis is, like, he he did share Luis's film and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. You know, which is, I mean, like I said. He's always kind of been about that. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Coach Trig does a really good job getting his players to the next level. I think one of the biggest things that Sagith could bring to a college roster is his pace that he plays with. Mm. And I rarely see him get out of control. He keeps his dribble really, really nicely. So around those pick and rolls where he has to make decisions, he does a really great job with that. 
So I think one of the biggest things that he brings to a college team and squad is the pace that he plays very mature. You know, I was going to say he plays like a senior. He, he's been doing stuff like forever, and he's been a great point guard forever. So I, I really like how he plays. I think he brings good pace uh, to I any type too. of team. Yeah, man. So let's talk about this for a second. North Valley competes really good. Rancho pulls away at the end with like about a minute and a half left. So North Valley, you know, we've dropped them in our rankings. Obviously, they don't win this game. So, I mean, they're not going to rise in our rankings or anything like that. But, I mean, what are your thoughts about North Valley now moving forward? Obviously, we know they're shorthanded. But they're short, well, even though they're shorthanded, Austin Kramer is back, right? He has to get in the mix of things. He will get that. He'll get more healthy. Um, once Cameron Rice gets back, man, I'm looking at North Valley's schedule right now. Uh, they did you know, take care of business against North Phoenix Prep, but then they got Anthem Prep, who's been on our radar, right? I think mm-hmm. they're in our top 10 as well. Yep. Uh, they have Desert Heights, who's been kind of falling off, and then they have Desert Christian on December 18th. It's going to be a great And great that game. is at North Valley. Um, I'm super excited for that game, honestly. I can't mm-hmm. wait to kind of break that down. Uh, but for that three-game road stretch, or I mean, technically, they got San Pasquale as well. Before they hit Christmas break, they have four games. Anthem Prep, Desert Heights, Desert Christian, San Pasquale. Out of those four games, what do you think the record is? Uh, and I know we're going to go into this, and we're going right. to deep dive into Desert Christian and stuff like that. But just off top right now, where do you think the record would be out of four games? Man, Desert Christian's rolling right now. I think if I remember right, they're seven and one, and their players are playing really, really solid. And I think, and they got a big test against Bobo, dude. Which yeah, I cannot wait for. And that's at Bobo, so I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll do a deep dive on that one for sure as well. You said it's the four games, right? Four games: Anthem Prep, Desert Heights, DC, San Pasquale. I think real. Give, li- give me three and one. I think they lose to Desert Christian. I'm I'm kind of giving Desert Christian a little bit here. I think with the way that they're playing and with the absence of Cameron Rice, sure right? that and benefits them a lot. Absolutely. So, and the other thing that I was going to say about North Valley and huge shout out to Coach Walker is it's really impressive the level that they're playing at. Mm. Especially, you know, it says a lot about a team when you're shorthanded. How do the kids on the floor compete? Right, like it says a lot about their character, their integrity. And they're still competing at a high level. How easy to come to Rancho and be like, well, we're kind of shorthanded, so, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, we'll get our kids back in January or something like that. Yeah, sure. So they're doing all the right things. North Valley's still going to be – they're still going to be there, right? So – I'm really excited about that. I'm super excited, man. Um, like I said, Ranchers are number four team in the two-way, and North Valley was our number four. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, number four being number four, right? Technically, Ranchers a bigger school, so you almost expect it to happen. So, as far as the rankings and like what's going to drop, you're not going to really see much um, movement in those rankings at all. Well, you might. There you is, might. There, might there, there was some things that happened. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more. Okay, so... Um, those were, in, in our mind, like the two biggest games that we got to really cover and we really wanted to talk about. But like we said, we are recording this on Friday night. And there were some and big... there's some big upsets and, and scores that... And maybe not even upsets, but games that took place and scores are posted now. We're recording this thing at midnight right now. And um, let's just kind of talk about that because you're looking at some of those scores. Um, and we can just kind of list them off and just kind of talk about it for a Let's sec. do it, man. Yeah, so, I mean, at Lutheran, you know, takes care of West Foothills, 74-53. to 53. Uh, A big one was Ironwood taking care of business against Fountain Hills, right? 63-46. to 46. Huge well, program win. Right, and what's interesting is ALA Ironwood has had some games that, you know, we've looked at the scores and thought maybe that should be a little bit more separated. 
And then in watching a lot of those games, it seems as though, you know, teams start to cut in at the very end and, and whatever. So to see them handle this Fountain Hill squad, that's a really good sign for ALA Ironwood, and it kind of shows them trending upwards. Absolutely, man. What they've been able to do at Ironwood right now is great. I believe Ironwood for our rankings is, num- yeah, they're number four mm-hmm. right now, which with this, I mean, let's just get right into it, right? Northwest yeah. Christian takes down Yuma Catholic. Huge win, 49-43 so. at Yuma Catholic. The Shamrocks go down. The Crusaders invade and conquer and take over. So let's talk about this, okay, because our number two and, and number our three. number three in the 3A lost this past week. Both cool. losing to, well, one losing to a 2A, the other, the other losing to a 3A. So, yeah, so Northwest. Gilbert Christian loses to our number one ranked you know, team in the 2A, right. Santan Charter, and then Yuma Catholic loses to our number seven, Northwest, in the 3A. So, I mean, and ALA did exactly what they needed to do, right? They got the win. Right. Palo Verde got the win. Coolidge yeah. got the win. Northwest got the win. Well, Northwest flip-flops a lot of people right Northwest now. is going to jump a lot of people. That's Northwest huge, is up, bro. That's a huge win. I mean, Yuma Catholic. If we're, ta- if we're just looking at rankings just right now, right, Valley Christian number one, I'm putting ALA at two right now, right? I mean, you have to. Both, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Both number two and number three lost. Right. Um, Northwest is going to be really high in our rankings. It's going to be very high, right? We, and I can't wait to talk about that a little bit more when we you know, we get that posted and stuff like that and kind of tell you guys why we did what we did, right? Sure, yeah. Um, Huge win, though, for the Crusaders at Northwest Christian. Well, and well, shouts out to Coach Cook. I know. So, And Coach Cook always does a great job. And what does that tell you about Northwest, though? Going on the road, invading the, I don't even know, what, the Shamrocks? What are they? What are those? The Rainbow. The Rainbow. The end of the rainbow. The end of the rainbow. The, <laughs> the, 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 cru- the Crusaders went to the end of the rainbow and conquered. So here's what actually is awesome to me. This is a game that typically Northwest Christian, in a normal season, this is one of the reasons why we have them ranked so high. This is a a game where in a typical season, in a typical Northwest Christian squad, they lose this game. Absolutely. like 15 or more. But why? Because they're very heavy football players or whatever, right? Like like they still... Not everybody's back. uh, Exactly. Like they're missing people. This is early in the season, right? It's It's the beginning of December. And they just go on the road, they drive to Yuma Catholic, and they win this thing. And Yuma Catholic is one of our favorites to challenge Valley, you know, for the 3A title. So, I mean, that, that's a huge win. And what it says is this team come the time for the playoffs, they're going to be someone that's so tough to beat. I mean, they're just going to keep getting better and better. Their kids are going to get less rusty. They're going to be really, really cohesive. I, it's, it, it is literally... Scary hours, you know, for Northwest, man. I'm super excited. If you're an opposing team and you see that, makes you wonder a little bit, right? It does. Does it, does it strike fear in your eyes? It does strike fear in Do my eyes. Do you get scared? Are you scared of the dark? <laughs> <laughs> I am actually a little bit scared of the dark. You know what could help you? What? Having a crusader by your side. That's true, huh? Well, I think that would scare me more if, like, the lights turn on. There was, like, a crusader right there. Do you want like a leaf? You want a four leaf clover, dude? Like, what <laughs> do you want? Well, what I have to pick between those two things? Well, they played against each other. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. I am scared of the dark sometimes. Oh, uh, and then yeah, creepy. I mean, but overall, you said out of those games, that was a pretty big win. Um, you know, in regards, and then another big win was the Gregory School. Right, they edged out a one point win over your Warriors, man. Our Warriors. 
So we haven't got to watch any of these games. We and we, just and we will. Posting. We'll watch them. But this was at Bobo, correct? This was at the Gregory School. At the Gregory Home School. Home court advantage, okay. right? Bobo comes in the enemy territory. They battle, grit, grind. I'm assuming that a lot of lead changes happen throughout this game. Right. But it seems like TGS was able to edge this one out. I know, man. So I wonder, and, and again, another thing. How did Bobo play against Rosin Smith? That's what I'm saying. Like, for Bobo, what, their tallest kid? I mean, you can look at their roster. See I, think, I think it's Antone. I think it's 6'2". And he's, I don't even know if he's 6'2". He's like 6'1", six, 6'6". Six, like six, six, six. I think he's like 5'11". You know? No, nah, give him 6'. Don't, don't do you can, you can tell us what you think about that. But, you know, some people are lying on the rankings. And, and, and just listen to this real quick, right? I know we're kind of off topic, right? But just listen to some of these scores that the Gregory School has done. 87-32, 63-44, 72-47, 59-31, 46 67 46 77 40 and then you know they play a top tier 1a and this, 64, is, the, this is the best game they've had 64 63 and that's a low scoring game what does too. that tell you about the gregory school right because if we're being completely honest the teams that they have been playing it, it hasn't been much right and, yeah. I'm, and i'm not saying a lot of these teams are slouches mm-hmm. but a lot of them are like mid-major you know um, small ball schools and stuff like that right well small low to mid um, but they, we can talk about this, yeah. I mean, because it's fair. I think all of those wins fall into that category, except for Tank Verde. Tank Verde's been playing tough. Tank Verde has been trending upwards, man. They've been competing so good, and I know that it might sound weird, but Empire in the South is so much improved. I got to watch a couple of their games like, like a week ago, and they are playing at an extremely high level. So Tank Verde, they opened their season and just got really. It was a totally like huge separation between them and the Gregory school. But since then they've been playing really good. So that win, I think that's the best win in the one a no. And I agree with you. And if you're looking at empire's record, right, you're going to see a one and four, right? And I, I, I don't get this. And maybe this is an episode or just a little statement that we need to have about the South playing a bunch of these mid major, you know, four, a right. five A's, right? Because mm-hmm. it hurts them. You know what I mean? Empire's one and four. You look at the tournament they went to at the Boyd Baker, right? They, they take care of St. Augustine. They take care of Catalina. I think they beat Duncan, correct? Uh-huh. Then they play Chola, Walden Grove, and Tank Verde, which Tank Verde obviously no slouch, but look at that. Walden Grove, 50 to 70, 50 to 75. Chola's a 4A, 5A. Walden Grove's a 4A. Uh, Tank Verde's. Is the name of the school Cholo? Chola? Chola? Chola. 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 Isn't yeah. that like a Mexican gangster? Cholo? Cholo. I lean like a Cholo. Lean like a Cholo. Right, that's the song. Sub Holmes. Up essay, <laughs> no, but no, yeah, and like you said, Chola is three and one right now. They're actually having a pretty good season for themselves in the five A, and then Walden Groves has been hit or miss. Um, a lot of expectations for that team, but right, right. now, but, but what I'm saying though is that they take care of business against Sabino, seventy six thirty eight, but then right. they play Amphitheater, and then they play Desert View, which Desert View obviously is not very, uh, not a very good five A team. But why do all this? And I guess get battle tested, right? Because I guess we'll know a lot about well, Empire in this Benson Holiday Classic. Well, but a lot of the reason why those schools in the South play other schools in the South is because of the travel. You know, oh, it's like, out there. Yeah, to correct. Go that far, and that's, that's part fair. of it. But I really feel like one of the biggest. Anyways, going back to this with the Gregory School, they had such a tough win at Tankaverde or against Tankaverde. I think it was actually on the road, if I remember right. But that's a great win for them. And they had been just handling teams. And then you got Bobo, who obviously has a huge disadvantage against them. And it just shows why we think so highly of them, right? Like all, all, 
it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight and the dog, right? I and wish people kept track of how many times you said that because I love when you say it. I'm just saying it's true, dude. Absolutely. And like for Bobo to, to be able to do this thing on the road and to have a chance to win this thing, I mean, they're going to drop in the rankings, obviously, because they lost. But, I mean, they're not going to drop much. They're still a huge contender. Very huge contender. I mean, if you look at their last games, right, they play Eastmark 69. This is Bobo. They lose to Eastmark 4A, 69-52. They play Flagstaff. Flax has a 4A, 76-70, beat Tuba City, beat Duncan, beat Sam and Will. They play leading edge. They lose 83-71, to 71, and leading edge is no slouch, right? No, not at all. And then they lose the one by Gar- the Gregory School. I'm telling you right now, uh, the Bob- You cannot sleep on Bobo. Don't sleep on Bobo. Like I said, they're going to be, a, obviously, they're a playoff team, right? And if you don't think that they have a chance to make it back to where they were last year, you're crazy. And they have a good test, too. What's up with all these tests going on, dude? Because guess who Bobo's next opponent is? Who's that? Desert Christian. Dude, it's going to be... And all this is, like, in these next couple weeks. December 12th, man. So it's going to be really, really fun and really great. Uh, So our rankings, just be on the lookout for those because those will be shaken up just a little bit. But more than anything, we wanted to just hop on and talk about some of the biggest games that we got to see and then also just talk about some scores that we got to see that were very, very eye-opening. Another thing... Don't only be on the lookout for our rankings, but our sponsors over at Cloud9, they also release their Cloud9 Top 9. What does Cloud9 do? Cloud9, do you not know? I don't know, actually. Can you uh, lie to me, please? Sure, yeah, I'll let you know, dude. Cloud9 is a, a sports apparel company that we are super excited to partner with because they care about the small schools just as much as we do, right? Um, they are awesome to work with. They're, we've used them for every single one of our events. Do they have a good turnaround time? And their t- <laughs> turnaround, we're getting pretty good at this, huh? The turnaround time is there's this stigma with sports apparel companies that you order and you got to wait like seven weeks, eight weeks. They can get you in like two weeks, two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks, right? They got awesome online stores. And, you know, we've just been super, super impressed with all of their well, service. Why so. did we decide to go with Cloud9? Do they know anything anything about small ball? Okay, that's enough. You can <laughs> <laughs> But be on the lookout hey, dude, for that. Coach Rod, if you don't like that, dude, step on a Lego. Yeah, no, there you go, right? So head on over to cloud9sports.com and use the promo code all cap small ball army. And you can get um, hey, get some holiday your, gear, guys. Discount. Yeah, you can get, get a discount know. for the holidays. Use our promo code. Like I said, Cloud9Sports, guys. Use it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on into our last segment here. Let's get it, dude. Which we're so excited about. This was actually a segment. Shout out to Coach Timmer, who brought up this idea. You know, if you haven't checked out our Patreon. Lieutenant Timmer. You've got to check it out because there's a lot of perks to it. You get bonus episodes, live post-game shows. Um, video podcast, all that kind of stuff. But one of the coolest things that you do get the sticker is, I mean, some people get a sticker, but you also get to have input on episodes and you get to kind of talk about suggesting a podcast episode. You, get ideas. To, you pretty much are a producer of the show for you that get episode. You to become a producer of the show. And that's why we shoot shout out Lieutenant Timmer, dude, leading the army, leading his platoon in the heap of battle and coming out with the big dubs. That's awesome, dude. We, we appreciate you. Idea. And that's from the five-star and four-star general. Mm-hmm. We love the idea so much. He sent it into us about a couple days ago and uh, we loved it so much. We put it on the episode right now because it's so fun. So shouts out to you, Coach Timmer, for helping making the Arizona Small Bowl podcast a little bit cooler and a little bit better. The segment is build your most difficult scenario to play in. Like, the if you could create in your mind the most 
awful night that you would never want to experience again, what would it be? And we boiled it down to about four different things or five different things. One, two, three, four, five, right? So we boiled it down to the trip to a certain area, and we boiled it down to playing in front of a certain fan base. We boiled it down to um, the gym that we're playing at, and we also boiled it down to um, the, the type of team or the type of style um, that you would just like hate to play against, right? And um, in doing so, you know, Reyes has got his four. It's actually four, not five that we picked because we were going to do refs, but we decided to throw that one out because, you know. It can get a little dicey with the refs. And there's there's issues with the officials. So, like, you know, we need when, as many when officials. When are officials good, dude? They're always great. We need as many officials as possible. So all love to the officials, right? We love them. That's what we're going to say. All love. <laughs> Okay. Referees, dude. Love to them, okay. Um, so not really, guys. So we're gonna start with the drive to a place. So <laughs> Reyes, we'll just we'll go with each one and we'll share our thing. Uh, so for for you, a nightmare scenario, starting off with the trip. What would be the worst trip that you could imagine taking somewhere? The worst, and we it was it was, it was really fun. And you gotta tell me why too, okay? Okay. Well, first and foremost, this drive would absolutely just suck. And if you don't think so. Stub your toe into a freaking bed corner because you need help. So the drive to Yuma Catholic would be the absolute worst. From the hometown, it is four hours away. That's tough. From where we're at right now, it's like four and a half. Yeah, it's five. Think about it, you're on a school bus. Right. Add a couple more minutes, bud. Cramped up. Cramped up. How many high school athletes can actually stay engaged and focused and ready to go? Be ready to go Not off the jump in the bus after a four and a half hour trip. Not a lot, dude. I mean, it's, I think about it, you got to come back. Right? You got to come back. You got to come back. Oh, and that's oh, what oh. makes it worse, right? And so I'm going to go with the drive to Yuma Catholic for my just worst, whatever the question y- was. Your worst trip. My to, worst to trip. Place, right? And the shouts out to Yuma Catholic, but it's Yuma, bro. <laughs> I still wish that Yuma Catholic was not the Shamrocks and they were the criminals. I think every team in Yuma should be called the criminals. I think oh, Jesus Christ. Name. I think Yuma Catholic and the Yuma criminals need to play for that. And I think we know how that would go. And we do. Yeah. It'd be Yuma Catholic. So uh, the Yuma Catholic criminals. That's literally perfect. <laughs> how funny is that? Right. Catholic criminals. They're not like Catholics. An yeah, dude. Um, okay. So for me, my drive, that would be my nightmare drive would be the drive to page. Oof. And I know that some of you guys are like, well, it's not, maybe not, not that far from you, depending on where you're at. But I have the really, North teams are like, oh, that's just right around the corner. Right, but I have very personal things connected to this. Yeah, explain, dude. Just driving out there. There's nothing out there. Uh, we drove out there at one point in a season. It was it was two different times, losing both different times. And I just remember having my hopes up every time going there. And then on the way back, just having my dreams just destroyed. How funny was it? And I guess we'll get to this, right? I guess we can wait, but just after that game and who we ran into. And it was tough. The pep talk, right? It was, <laughs> and the drive home. It was well, it was just hard because I felt like you had like three and a half hours to get hyped up for a game and then you lose and then you got three and a half hours to just think about it and just be super pissed But off. to be fair, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be here right now with this podcast. Hey, you're so, I didn't even think about that. When we took the big L, we just, you that long, dude, I didn't even think about that. That long drive is where we actually talked about it. You're like, dude, we should do this. And I was like, that'd be super cool. I'm down. Dang. And then you sent me the logo. And here we are four years later. The rest is history, right? We got the army here. 
<laughs> okay, so salute, baby. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Okay, your nightmare. So you take your drive. You're going to Yuma Catholic, right? Um, or your drive to Yuma Catholic. My drive is to Page. Oh, and just and this is just for like a disclaimer, right, guys? We decided to do this not just for this year, but for. You can literally just small ball like history. mix and match. So you could, for me, it's the drive to page. That would be the, the trip. And then um, what we're going to do now is you can take any fan base and place them in that from gym. any From any year from to. any year, anywhere, right? So go ahead. What's your fan base? So the fan base, I decided to go with 2016 to 2018, I'll just say Falcons, that state title run they had. Well, well, so what I'm bummed about is I never got to experience that. Dude, I was, uh, I was in high school and then a year out of high school, and I was and I went to all three games when they lost to Rancho to Gilbert Christian and to um who was the third there was one more before that oh, I can't think of who they lost to after that but yeah I was there for the three games so okay talk to me about what's so difficult about th- I mean they're just loud right I mean <laughs> to a don't you dare disres- I mean, what, what, don't so disrespect I'll just say to, Falcons fans dude you saying, know what it is I just so, saw the bird at Round Valley you know and he was super nice I don't hey, see what's so hard can about you that. say can you talk about how your your daughter's right they thought the bird was sad. the falcon was sad and they went to go like <laughs> tend to it and I know it's so off topic hey, for all of you I'll just say Falcons fanatics uh, you know you guys were at Round Valley and had the mascot there and um, the mascot was super chill with my kids. And then the mascot went and sat down and was looking at their phone. And it looked like a sad bird. And it looked super sad. And my kids were like, oh, my gosh, let's go help the bird. And they went over and the bird looked kind of annoyed. So whoever you are, if you are listening to this, thank you for being And kind. if you know who the bird is or the falcon, let them know thank you. Tell them um, to join the army. But, no, yeah, I mean, with, I mean, just reservation crowds and general fan bases are just bananas. But that, I'll just say Falcons. But they're just loud, right? They're I mean, not just loud, dude. Do you remember when they played NFL yet in the playoffs? How you doing, coach? <laughs> this somebody just walked by. Um, do you remember in the playoffs when they played NFL yet? They had, NFL yet had uh, Kimani Young. Was it NFL yet? I don't know. Oh, it wasn't Kimani Young. Uh, that was for Rancho, but NFL yet had this player. They made a play. Kid kind of got. It, it wasn't dirty, but you know they thought it was dirty. Sure. Every time that kid touched the ball, thousands and thousands of just fans, the Falcons, squawking, you know, yelling, <laughs> squawking, booing at that kid, and that kid didn't want to touch the ball no more. He okay. he he was yo yo. So so hey, come on now, dude. Don't do that to me. Who's yo yo? I don't know who that is. So, um, okay, so it's a lot more directed. Like, how? Oh, they'll choose you out, man. I mean, they, they'll point you out. Like I said, that every time that kid touched the ball, it was an absolute boo from thousands of fans. That kid mentally just couldn't take it no more. And every time he touched the ball, he would just pass it up. I was going to say, what does that do for like a 16 year old kid who's never played in an environment like that? Yeah, but you're the Tim Toyota Center. I don't know how much that stadium holds, but I'm pretty sure that there, there was at least like 2,000 Ultra State fans. The whole town shuts down. It's crazy. Dude. It just shuts down. I mean, they get their crowd hype. When Alchese fan, when Alchese gets down, they hit a three. Everybody goes <gasps> three, and you. Ah, and it's just crazy. Huh? It's just a crazy environment. And I actually had the chance when I was in high school to go to the Falcons. By the way, great hospitality. They were so nice to you just because they knew they were going to kill us. <laughs> what was the score? It was like ninety something, like. I don't know, 25 or something, dude. <laughs> or 75 to 25. It was really bad. We got dunked on. It, 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 we wanted to go go into that. But, you know, shout out the Falcons, man. So, mm-hmm. 
So you would take the so fan base of 2016 to 2018, okay. pretty much that the state title run that or the state runner up run runs they had. Okay, cool. So your nightmare scenario starts off with the dr- the drive to Yuma Catholic. So that distance, right? Um, and dealing with the fan base of the Falcons, and from then the Falcons from 2016 to 2018, and you're putting them in that arena. Okay, and so for me, uh, my nightmare scenario would be my drive to Page. And then taking the fan base of the current Santan Charter Roadrunners. <laughs> That's a rowdy crowd. Putting them that is a rowdy, fanatic crowd. And I kind of alluded to it earlier, but, you know, I feel like I'm in the crowd for Santan Charter. Many On games. those live streams, man, you feel like you're there. It's great. I love every bit of it. but it, Different it's, perspective. It's tough, dude. I mean... It's hard to play against a fan base like that because not only are they cheering for their team, right? But you hear them going up against you. You know, you feel that. And it's not to the same effect of what you're describing with Alchese, but it is definitely something that affects the game. And I've watched probably in the last couple of years, five games where I felt like the crowd really impacted the game, you know? So I would not want to play against that fan base you know in that environment not at all man that that just sounds tough right let's move on to the next one okay so the next one is what gym what gym would be your nightmare we all know this right as coaches that coach in the small ball there's specific gyms that we all just hate to go and play at not because of the facilities but just because it's like a hard place to play the environment is difficult maybe it's like the floor whatever right what's your gym that you would just it would be your nightmare that you would not want to play on uh, one, one gym, I actually wrote it down, but I don't know if I'm gonna go with that one just cause I've never played in it, but seeing other teams playing it, right. It seemed like a lot of teams just have a difficult time trying to play in that gym, which was the Chinley Wildcat Den. I think it's a pretty difficult one, but for one, for me, I'm gonna go Red School as well. I'm gonna go with the Ganado Hornets. Um, play really? It. Yeah, dude, that gym, it, it's like, it's older Coliseum kind of feel, feel you know what I mean? Okay. A little bit older and stuff like that. It was just kind of difficult to play in it, you know? So you played in Ganado then? I played in Ganado, yes. Okay. That drive and sucked too, by the way. Is it like compare it to Chin Lee Stadium? Because I don't even know what it looks like. Chin Lee's like a five and Ganado's like a two. Oh, three. so it's not like, it's not as It's nice. nice. No, it's nice. But Chin Lee, I mean, Chin Lee's just, right. just Chin Lee's nice. leaps and bounds. And yeah, remember we're talking about like difficult gyms and stuff. I mean, there's a lot of gyms, right? We could talk about North, North you know, MPA. Gosh, man. That tight, com- compact, just... Very intimate gym, and imagine that. How do these fans can even fit in the gym? That's why. How oh, could you imagine? That's why. I, I, that's why I had to choose like a red stadium just to hold all those fans. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. I'll, I'll go Wildcat Dan. Okay. So for me, I would pick uh, Glendale Preps Gym, and you know, there's nothing specific about it. I just feel like we've had so many games at Glendale Prep, and I think there's only been we've never had a good game at Glendale Prep. And I don't know if it's the size of the gym. I'm changing my answer. I'm going PCD. I don't know because PCD is a tough gym to play. I it is. I, but <laughs> like, there's and so many not, not, nice facility too. By the way, oh, it's amazing. It's, and Glendale Preps is nice, nice too. too. It, I don't. You know what? Maybe it's the side that it just has one bleachers. PCD too, and it's like very open. It's a very. Weird, it's not a weird layout, but it's a different layout. Yeah, we've never played well. Our teams have never played well at either of those places. Those are pretty good. Yeah, that's a tough play with the Alchazay fans and with your San E. Oh my! That's like again, what we're creating is worst case scenario. Worst case scenarios that you just would never want to play at, right? So for me, it's the drive to Page. It is the fan base of Santan Charter currently. It's the gym at Glendale Prep. 
for you, it would be the drive to Yuma Catholic, uh-huh. the fan base of the 2016, 2018, I'll just say Falcon fans. And then I'm going to go with PCD's gym. Okay. And then the last one that we have, well, there's actually two more. I forgot. There's two. Uh, but the second to last one is what would be your nightmare team that you're playing in that gym? Man. I, maybe I'm just going through like a little nostalgia right now and stuff like that. Like literally scary hours, right? There was a couple teams that came to mind, like the 2018 Winslow team, right? Very tough team that when they won the state title. Mm. But I had to, I had to save the Falcons, dude. That you are so like res heavy right now. I'm dude. res heavy, but I just think of all those, dude. Just think about the aura they came with. I know, I can't disagree. And with this you, is man. the 20, I'm gonna go specific year. I'm gonna go the 2017, 2018. I'll just say Falcons. Uh, this was Harley Upton. This is when they had the six five guard Harley Upton, and that remember that little like shifty uh, mm-hmm. San Juan slick that five ten little shifty guard oh, that yeah. just, I mean him, and then you had Kose. Those three dynamic players, man, were so fun to watch. They were so lethal. They they only lost two games that season, right? And they lost into a controversial. They took, they took a controversial loss to Rancho, right? right? And if we're being honest, right, I mean, did the basket count? We don't know. Um, but I think but we, we do know. know. We do know. And, hey, As Trig. As say fans, they would know. Hey, we love you, Trig. <laughs> Squad! <laughs> no, but, like, I'm going to go 2017, 2018 – 2019. 2017, 2018. I'll just say Falcons. Great. Um, I think that's the team that struck the fear. I just hate to play them. They were going to play all. They're going to just D you up all night, full court press and everything. Okay. I'm going to go COVID-19 Winslow. Um, put, some and, pers- put some context in that because a lot of people write COVID-19 Winslow. So context and perspective is this team played so free. There was no leash on them. They were run and gun. What kind of players did they have? Um, man, they had shooters. They had. They weren't even big. This was transfer um, Winslow, dude. But this was transfer Winslow. They had so many great players. And if I think about a nightmare team to play against, I think it would be them by far because you just never know what you're going to get, right? Now, again, with that team, they got upset in the first round by Northwest Christian. But this is a team that you could play and they could put up over 100 on you just easy like that, right? Absolutely. So, so for me... It's the COVID-19 Winslow, and um, we're going to have to get out of here because, you know, we're going to have to cut this thing short. Um, we've got some things going on here in uh, in our Airbnb, but it's all good. We have we're an elk trying to eat our curtains. Yeah, that, that's what we got. So really quick, um, our, our nightmare scenario for me, it's our drive to page, the fan base of Santan Charter, um, the gym of Glendale Prep, and the COVID-19 Winslow squad, and yours is? The drive the Yuma Catholic, the fan base of 2016, 2018, I'll just say Falcon fans. I'm going to go PCD gym, and I'm going to go the 2017, 2018, I'll just say Falcons with Harley Upton, San Juan Slick, and Kose. Hey, so this was super fun. Again, a huge shout out to Coach Timmer. Lieutenant for, Timmer. For giving us this idea of building our worst nightmare scenario. So huge shout out to you. And thank you guys for all tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. Stay tuned because we're going to release our Patreon. We're going to pick a couple big matchups of the week. And we will catch you guys next time.